Welcome, 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 and thank you for tuning in to the Zion Temple podcast under the leadership of Pastor Vince Holmes. Here at Zion Temple Community Church, we are powerfully driven to dream bigger, pray bigger, and work hard to experience the many blessings God has for our church and the community we serve. We pray these messages increase your faith to live the abundant life. Amen. How many of you ready to worship the Lord this morning? Amen. Amen. They're waving at me. Hey, take your mask off. Thank you so much uh, for coming to worship with us. We serve an awesome, awesome God. How many of you believe that we serve an awesome God? No, no, for real. How many of you believe that we serve an awesome God? How many of you don't just believe because grandmama said so or Moses wrote about it, but because it's been your experience that he has been an awesome God to you? Amen. Lord, we bless you. We thank you for your word. We give you all the glory. We ask that you might give fresh anointing and insight this morning as we have come to worship you, to serve you, and to give you the glory that you so well deserve. Amen. 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 I thank God for you coming to worship with us in the sanctuary. I thank God for you coming to worship with us online. We serve an awesome God, and I believe that God has a word for you this morning. Amen. We're going through um, a series called The Authentic Christian. Meet me over in James chapter 1. We'll begin at verse 21 as we have been going through, um, through this book. And today's message, I forget what part it is, I believe it's part four or so, part four, and it's entitled Mirror, Mirror. Mirror, Mirror, you guys know the rest? On the wall, Mirror, Mirror, on the wall, um, Disney or fairy tales or whatever, I don't remember which story it was, Sleeping Beauty? Okay, as my, my wife is giving me the, the cues here. So James chapter one, Mirror, Mirror, on the wall. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Mirror, mirror. I'm sitting on my hat here. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Mirror, mirror. Yeah, there we, there we go. I got it together now. James begins in chapter 1, verse 21, and he writes these words. Wherefore, lay, aside, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. We're going to stop right there for a second. Whenever you see the word wherefore, or you need to back up a little bit and say why, he's saying because of whatever the previous content was, this is the reaction now. And so when he says because of the previous things, I said, well, what is it, God? Let's go back and look at some of the things that, that we've discussed, that, that, that we've seen. He's, because God is working on your behalf, Via trials. Remember, he says in, in the very beginning that um, count it not strange that you fall into diverse temptations, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have its perfect work because God is working through the hard times, through the trials. Um, why? Why? Because also because you can ask God for the wisdom that you need. Remember, he talked about that. If you don't understand how you're going to get through these issues, how you're going to deal with these trials, 
ask God for the wisdom, of the application of how to do it, and that he will give it to you because it's his desire to give to everyone liberally what, what you need. What, why else does he say for me to lay aside all, all this filthiness and, and superfluity of naughtiness? Uh, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Because you have direct access to God. And because you can be confident in him, whether you're rich or poor. Remember, he says that, that whether you're rich or poor, both your riches mean absolutely nothing to God. They can't help you in, in the trials. You need God himself. Your um, poor status, your lack does not stop you from having access to the same God, the God of the riches. And he has provided a way for you to get through this. Um, why? Because God rewards those who endure the tribulations. Why? Because God doesn't tempt you with evil to sin. And so because of these things, he says, because also because God has provided the solution that when sin lures us by our own desires and seduces us and we bite it and we end up in sin, that God has a provision for that through his son, Jesus Christ, the forgiveness of sin, that we have relationship with him. So because of all of that, because we have access to God, because God uses our hard times um, to work for his glory, he says, then lay aside the abundance of sinfulness and do something else. Receive, so lay aside and receive. So there's a great exchange that happens here. He says, lay aside your sin issues, lay aside your challenges, and receive the engrafted word which is able to save you. Let, let, me, let me help you out with a, with a little demonstration. Brother, Brother Shannon, can you come here a second? Yeah, meet, meet, meet me right over here. So here's the thing. So if, if you can see this. Brother Shannon came to me with some issues. These are his issues. These, I, I, I forgot I need to get closer. Got, and take the engrafted or the, the, the implanted word Take that in exchange for the, the weight, exchange for the issues of sin. You take this, the engrafted word, which is able to save you. And then you can go on, go on, Brother Shannon. Thank you so much for, for the demonstration. So, so what God does, God says, hey, give me your issues. James says, take your, take your issues and exchange them for the engrafted word or the implanted. That's the word that is used. The implanted word of God, which is able to save you. But we still have a challenge here, James says. Now, and before we get to that challenge, let me see something. He says, take unto you the engrafted word. And I began to think about that because I remember, I recall, John said this about the word in St. John chapter 1, verse 1. John said, in the beginning was the word. It's the same, same, same word he uses, the logos. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. Thank you for being here, Sister Kim. So the word in the beginning was the word. Now, James says, exchange, watch this, exchange your, 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 your sinfulness for the engrafted, the implanted word, which John said, in the beginning was the word, which the word was with God and the word was God. In John 1.14, John goes on and says, and says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, right? And, and, and so, and we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father. 
And so what we understand as we follow the pattern that the word is not just a spoken word, because remember, when James is writing this, it's not wrapped up in leather as we see it. It's not, not bound. It's not 66 books. He didn't receive that. So he says, take the word, which is who? Which is Jesus Christ. So God, John says, take in exchange for your heaviness, in exchange for your issues, exchange them for the relationship with, I'm sorry, James says this, with Jesus Christ. Exchange them for the person of Jesus Christ, which is also interesting because I don't know if you remember, but James is the half brother of Jesus. Right? Now, even though he was the brother of Jesus, they, they grew up together. James had issues with believing that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. He, he, he was there. He grew up with him. But he had issues that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. It wasn't until James, watch this, experienced a resurrected Savior. Hello, somebody, that he came to know that he was more than my half-brother. He says, because I have this experience with the resurrected Savior, I've turned my giving my life to him, and now I am a bond servant of Jesus Christ, that I serve him. So with the recognition of the resurrected Savior, that Jesus is the Messiah, James is saying, hey, receive an exchange for, do like I did, receive an exchange for your heaviness, for your issues, for your sin issues, the relationship with Jesus Christ. Christ himself, the engrafted word, the imparted word, the word that's engrafted and put inside of you. So he says, make, let's make that exchange. But James says there's still a challenge with that. And the challenge that, that, that James begins to say is because we've got to ask the question. Now, you saw Brother Shannon receive the word, all wrapped up nice and neat. And he said at the end of the verse 21, he says, receive that engrafted word which is able to save you which is able to save your soul. It is also possible to receive this word, to take this word, but how do we know that something's happened because you're in relationship with this word? Any idea? No. James says, watch this, watch this. James says, don't just receive the word. Excuse me, excuse me a second. Don't just receive the word, but check out verse 22. Verse 22 says, verse 22 says, verse 22 says, but be ye, what? Doers of the word, and not only hearers, only deceiving yourselves. So James says, hey, okay, so receive the engrafted word and exchange, make this exchange, but don't just receive it. Let it work out through you that you apply what you have received. Mm. He says, be doers of the word and not just hearers, only deceiving your own self. You see, my big mama she would say it like this, and she would say, you ain't fooling nobody but yourself. And so young people have, a, have an issue with us sometimes. They have an issue with the church. Oh, I just saw people got an issue with the church. And the issue is that, that, that we say something, that we're in church every week, we're online, praying it through our house, singing songs, singing in the choir. Hello, somebody. 
ushering where there needs to be ushers, greeting folk where there needs to be greeting. But when we leave the church, our actions don't reflect what we did at church. Our lifestyles are different than what we did at the church house. And so people have a problem with that. James says, hey, when you receive the word, hello, you've got to do what? You've got to do the word. He says, let me, let me help you explain what it's like. Verse 23, he says, for if any man be a hearer of the word, oh, we, we hearing, right? You're hearing it today. But, and does not, and not a doer, the man is like a man hmm, beholding his face, mirror, mirror, on the wall. It's like a man beholding his face, hmm, his natural face in a glass. For he beholds himself and does what? And goes away. And forget it, what kind of man he is. So your version might say, forget what he saw. Some of you may have noticed today that I look a little out of sorts. <laughs> All right, so they're sitting there wondering. Maybe you're laughing there. If you, if you, if you notice something, just, just type in the word noticed. <laughs> the musicians are yelling from the pit. Noticed. <laughs> Jay, Jay says it, that, 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 so you've noticed that, and, and you, some of you may have had a hard time concentrating on what I'm saying. Hello, somebody. Because of what you see. I, I'm teaching the word of God. But some of you couldn't hear the word of God because I've got this army, fake army hat on with this plaid coat, pink and gray. And, and I, I love this thing. My, my, my wife doesn't like the suit. This is a whole suit, y'all, but I, I'm going to wear it one day. Uh, um, <laughs> and so, 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 so it's, it, I got this plaid jacket on with a checkered shirt and some jeans and, and some sneakers and, and nothing really, really matches, right? And I keep looking at myself in the mirror as I do that. And so, but you can't receive it because it, it's all crazy. But because what I, what I, you're distracted by me not making any changes to what I'm seeing. And so James says that if you're going to hear the word of God, then you got to do something about the word of God that you're receiving. And if you don't, it's just like dressing up like this looking in the mirror and still trying to preach and not making any changes to what you see. In fact, you're ignoring what the mirror is telling you. And so the word of God is a mirror for us. And as we behold ourselves in the mirror, as it shines upon us, we get to make a choice. James says, do something about what you hear. You see, as church, we're, we're, we're looking, but we're ignoring the mirror. We're, we're, we're not doing it. So verse 25 says, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, that's what God has for us, the law of liberty, it sets us free. Hello, somebody. The law of liberty, but continues therein, and continueth therein, he, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man is blessed in his deed. In other words, he says, the person that not only 
reads the word, the person that not only goes to church, the person that not only gets online to hear the word, the person that not only participates and does good things, but, but, but the, 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 because they, they listen to the word, the person that just not listens to the word, but doesn't hear, just hear the word, but the person who applies the word, who walks in the law of liberty, has something that, that follows his life that becomes evidence. Shannon, Receive the word all wrapped up, but until he does something about it, it's just words written between bound in some leather covering. Yes. Yes. So he says, don't, don't just hear it. Let's be about it. Let's do it. And verse 25 says, and not only does that, that, something happen, but something changes in the man. He says, and if any of you, you know, are faking religion, any of you Saying that you got Christ? This is what he's saying. If any man among you seem to be religious, but bridle is not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. Hello, somebody. You ever had a tongue issue? <laughs> Just type in the word tongue. Tongue. Right. I'm not talking about speaking in tongues and other kind of tongues. It's not a heavenly language. And watch it. And having a tongue issue is not just a cussing issue. Sometimes it's sarcasm. No cuss words. Somebody said, ooh, me. Clutch my pearls. <laughs> Hello, somebody. And, and so, so it's, it's not that. But he said, watch this, watch this. He says that when God comes, when we hear the word of God, God wants us to, 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 to well, it, it has an effect on us when we begin to apply it. It changes us. It changes. We always think about how we act, but it also changes how we speak to one another. It changes how we encourage, begin to encourage one another. It changes how we use our tongues. In fact, the word of God says that we're not to cut each other down, but to use our tongues to edify and to build up and not to speak harshly to one another. Well, church folk, we, we concentrate on, on the obvious sins. We want to talk about um, um, immorality, quote, unquote. But if, you, if you're using your tongue against the word of God, not what the word of God says. That's immoral. We want to concentrate on other stuff. We, we, we big. We'll, we'll march against homosexuality, but ain't got nothing to say about how folks talk to each other. Hello, somebody. We'll, 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 we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll take a march on, on abortion and the right to life, protect the unborn, but treat the born who are of different color than us. Hello, somebody. We're not right to life. We're right to birth. I'm going to say that again. We're not always right to life. We're right to birth. God calls us to be right to life, to be people of justice. Hello, somebody. And declaring what the word of God says and doing what the word of God says. That's what God calls us to be. So James says, if you got these issues and you, you seem to have this, but there's not, nothing happening with your tongue, it isn't progressing better. He says, look at verse 7. At the end of verse 26, he says, this man's religion is what? In vain. Oh, it's not authentic. Authentic Christianity changes character. 
it causes us to progress. It causes God's holiness to begin to work outside, inside of us to the outside. Oh, somebody says something on the inside. It's changing what's on the outside. Then it says, pure religion is this. It says, pure religion, verse 27. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Watch this, watch this, watch this. J- James is saying, not, not just that, 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 that you are taking care of the widows and that you're um, taking care of the fatherless. He says, but the heart changes that pure religion, those who, who exhibit, those who are not just hearing the word, but begin to do the word, to apply the word, become people of compassion. They, they see needs and they begin to meet those needs. They're, they're asking God, God, how can you use me? Not, not, not just send somebody, God, is it me that you're calling to go? Hello? And so, 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 purely, he says, the, the real authentic religion, real authentic relationship with Christ works its way out in everyday life. It is not theory, it, 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 but it becomes very practical. It is not just religion, but it is applicable to everyday issues in life, and it displays the character, compassion, and the will of God in everyday circumstances. It doesn't just look at people hurting without trying to solve or, or give people the resources to take care of those issues. Mm. Pure religion. Pure religion changes us. And so it gives us, we sing a song, we, we sing a song, we, we, we sing a song, of, we call it the anthem. In fact, they're getting ready to sing it, sing it right now in, in pure religion. The testimony is, the testimony is, Lord, you've won the victory. <laughs> because you've won the victory, I get to live the victory. It says death, not even death couldn't hold you down as, as the praise team comes and, and sings. Death couldn't hold you down. You are, what? The risen king. Hallelujah. 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 I want you to consider this. I want you to consider this as, as, as they come and they begin to worship and, and sing this anthem. Lord, ask yourself, Lord, how can I apply what you're saying? In Jesus' name, amen. My prayer is that you apply what is being said. You all worship the Lord.
Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Death couldn't hold you down. And you will notice that I've changed. See, I've been looking in the mirror and I've made some changes and I couldn't change here in the sanctuary. Watch this, watch this. Sometimes God will allow us to, to step away in darkness. Yes. <laughs> and the change happens behind the scene where people aren't watching. And we've come out of the darkness just like Jesus was in the tomb. It was dark in the tomb. Some folk thought it was the end. Folk have looked at your lives and maybe you've looked at your life or the enemy tells you that your life is over because it's dark right now. But hallelujah, some great things happened in the tomb. Yes, yes, yes. It was just preparation for the resurrection. The song said death couldn't hold him down. He is the risen Lord. And God has some great things for you. Every head bowed, even those of you online, bow your head with me right now. Lord, we bless you. We thank you. Moved by your spirit. If you'll say, Pastor, I want to respond to what I've heard today. By inviting Jesus Christ into my life to make a change. To give him control. I want to do that today. Would you just type in the words, I do? If you're here in the sanctuary, would you simply just raise your hand and we're, we're going to pray. I want to give him control. Amen. 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 Father, you see those, every hand that's raised with here in the sanctuary and those who've typed in, I do. Lord, we just ask that you might be glorified, Father, that you, as we surrender to you, that you would change and transform us and empower us with the Holy Ghost to make a difference, to live lives of victory. And so, God, we thank you and we praise you. And would you just pray this prayer with me? Dear God, I surrender to you. Thank you for your son who died on Calvary's cross, who shed his blood for me. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Somebody ought to give God a hand clap of praise. And Thanksgiving, we serve an awesome God. We serve an awesome God. We serve an awesome God. Again, I want to thank you for coming to worship with us. For those of you who typed in the words, I do, we will be reaching out to you. Um, we'll share something with those of you who are here in the sanctuary as well. Um, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This week, don't forget to join us on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 1 p.m. on Facebook. Break time with Pastor V for about five minutes to spend sharing something that the Lord gives me for that day, just to kind of refresh. For those of you who want to give to the ministry, you can do so again by texting the word POWER to 73256. Or if you're here, or you can use Zelle, I'm sorry, um, using the email address of ztccla at gmail.com. That's ztccla at gmail.com. If you're in a sanctuary, there's a basket there to receive your gifts. Amen. God's been good. Yes. Amen. Lord, we bless you. We thank you. Bless your people as they go throughout this week. 
Empower them. May we live in victory, stand in confidence in the word of God. And we bless you and we thank you in Jesus' name. And every saint of God saying, amen, amen, amen. 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 Enjoy the band as they, as they play us out. Oh, oh, oh.